You are listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. Now join your host, Brian Chilton, as we enter the arena of ideas. of Christian theology and the shield of classical apologetics. This is the Bellator Christie podcast where we do take Christian truth into the arena of ideas. This is your host, uh, yours truly, Brian Chilton. We do want to remind you that the Bellator Christie podcast is a production of bellatorchristie.com and we encourage you to go to the website and while there uh, you can uh, subscribe to the website which is absolutely free uh, you'll need to confirm the uh, podcast in your inbox. Once you receive an email, you'll need to confirm uh, the podcast. And then from there, uh, you'll receive all of the articles and podcasts in your inbox. And again, that's absolutely free. So we do encourage you to go uh, check out bellatorchristie.com. And uh, also, we have a new feature there uh, that we hope that you'll take advantage of of, uh, of this. It's a uh, feature where you can submit your questions. Uh, if you have any question relating to the realm of uh, apologetics and theology, uh, or maybe even uh, the Christian life, we encourage you to go and uh, and and submit your question. Uh, at the podcast or at the website, and then um, then if I receive your uh, your your question, then I will um, investigate your question. Okay, and so and your question may even end up here on the Bellator Christie podcast. So we may uh, we may even talk about that. Uh, it may be the topic of discussion for a particular podcast. So we do encourage you uh, to go take advantage of that. Um, well, it is March Madness. Uh, this is a time where uh, basketball fans, college basketball fans, go nuts. You know, the brackets are out, the brackets are set, and uh, it, it, everything's ready to go. I mean, the news has been full of information. <laughs> Even this morning, uh, as I'm recording this, the news are agencies are just full of excitement, brimming over uh, the the different possibilities that may come uh, from March Madness. And I, I want to make a confession here. Um, I live in North Carolina, which is um, traditionally been known as a college basketball state. But I told my wife this past weekend, I wonder sometimes if I was if I wasn't born in the wrong state, because I'm really not a huge basketball fan. And I know 
meaning if you're in the North Carolina area, you're probably gasping with with shock that a North Carolinian would say that, but I'm really not. I'm just not a huge basketball fan. I never have been. You know, I, I have, uh, con, you know, it's become so big in North Carolina, especially in schools, that uh, whenever I was in elementary school and even high school, uh, when the ACC tournament was going on, it was almost like a national uh, or regional holiday. And uh, <laughs> the libraries would have the TVs on, uh, you know, and uh, certain and some teachers would have the TVs on, televisions on in the background so that uh, they would just make a big party of it on that Friday of the ACC tournament. And, of course, that being the case, uh, you know, I, you, you want to be part of the group, but... Uh, <laughs> My my decision to follow a team, and this is horrible, I know. My decision to follow a team was based more on the the look of the jerseys, and I liked to the colors of the UNC Chapel Hill their jerseys, and that was the extent <laughs> of my fan following uh, in high school and elementary school. I couldn't tell you hardly any of the players that played. I kind of picked up uh, some information as I went along. But, uh, again, if you're into March Madness, this is your time of the year. Me, I'm more of a football fan. Really, that's my main sport. I, I follow a little bit of ice hockey every now and then. Football, that's my main sport. You know, come Super Bowl time, come, come fall of the year, man, that's, that's what I'm keyed in. That's what I'm geared up uh, for sports. But, uh, you know, to be honest with you, even this past year, even with football, uh, I didn't have as much of a uh, – enthusiasm about it as I uh, of the sport as I had in years past I guess because of all the politics that's been um, immersed in the world of sports but anyhow I, I digress uh, but for those of you who are college basketball fans uh, we have a show just for you uh, as well uh, we're going to talk about ways to limit distractions and this is important for uh, Christians in general, especially those who are theologians, those who are apologists. Uh, it's easy for us to become distracted, uh, you know, in, in life. I mean, because we have so much coming at us from so many different angles. We're going to take a look at that in just a few moments. But before we do, I want to let you know about uh, the 2017 National Conference on Christian Apologetics. That is actually been, it has actually been scheduled. It is ready to go. You can now register uh, for the National Conference on Christian Apologetics. This is an annual apologetics conference held by Southern Evangelical Seminary, and it's held at Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, this year's topic, or this year's theme, will be pursuing a faith that thinks. And this is celebrating 25 years of defending the faith at Southern Evangelical Seminary. Uh, for 25 years, Southern Evangelical Seminary has stood on the joint pillars of apologetics and evangelism in focusing on equipping men and women to pursue a faith that thinks. The SES National Conference on Christian Apologetics was born with the purpose of equipping the church with some of the wonderful training that occurs at the seminary. 
As we celebrate the 25th anniversary of SES, we acknowledge the continued need for Christ followers to be prepared to both proclaim and defend the gospel. Spiritual warfare is by and large a war of ideas as found in 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 5. And believers cannot afford to be ill-equipped. So join us this October to learn from some of the world's leading Christian thinkers and experience some of the new and exciting things we have for the 2017 NCCA. This year's speakers include Michael Brown, Norman Geisler, Gary Habermas of Liberty University, Ken Ham, uh, who's going to have a, I think, a panel discussion or perhaps even a debate with Richard Howe on the methodology of apologetics. That should be good. Richard Howe, he is also going to have a debate with atheist Ken Barker, and that's, that's going to be very intriguing. Uh, it's going to be on the topic of Does God Speak? I'm really excited about this next guy. Greg Kokel is going to be there. Uh, he is the host of Stand to Reason. I uh, listen to his podcast frequently. And uh, he's going to be there. I'm not sure what topics uh, he'll discuss. Oh, he has it up. Uh, Jesus, man or myth. There is a reason the ancient historical accounts of the life of Jesus do not start with a phrase once upon a time. He's going to discuss the historicity of Jesus of Nazareth. That should be an excellent uh, conversation. There's also going to be a Q&A with David Geisler and Greg Kokel on tactical evangelism. That should be excellent. Richard Land, president of SES, he'll be there. Timothy McGrew, I'm excited about him. He wrote, uh, he contributed to the latest uh, Cross Points book, or Counterpoints book on philosophy. Uh, he'll be there. Jay Richards will be there. Hugh Ross will be there. Frank Turek will be there. Uh, Jay Warner Wallace, I had a chance to meet uh, Mr. Wallace at last year's conference. Great guy. Uh, he does a great job with his presentations. Uh, J. Thomas Bridges will be there. David Geisler, son of Norman Geisler, will be there, as well as Juan Valdez and many, many more. This is just getting started. Um, in addition to those we've already mentioned, uh, there's going to be a film premiere called The God Who Speaks. Uh, this is a world premiere of the American Family Association film, The God Who Speaks, a feature-length documentary that explores the evidence of the Bible's inspiration and authority to some of the most highly respected voices within evangelicalism. That should be great. Uh, again, an in-house dialogue between Richard Howe and Ken Ham, God's word or man's word from where must apologetics begin. Uh, there is going to be a uh, reasons to believe VIP experience uh, in the VIP room uh, with a 35 VIP Ticket calls to have backstage access uh, with a designated room to connect with RTB scholars, board members, and staff uh, charging stations for mobile devices. That should be good. Ratio Christie Student Apologetics Weekend will be that weekend. Uh, prospective SES Student Luncheon will be there. Uh, there's a lot of things. So if you want to register for this event, go to conference.ses.edu. Now, there's an early bird um, ticket price that you can get, uh, service and processing fees, $75. Uh, 
uh, and you'll get a 10% discount for groups of 10 or more. Uh, if you want any information concerning this, if you're a student early bird, you get a $45 service of processing fee, and there are um, school group packages available uh, for individuals uh, of uh, 50 to 100 people. So go check it out. These early bird prices don't last forever. In fact, uh, I think they you get a free gift if you register by May 1st. For more information about this, go to conference.ses.edu or you can call 1-800-77-TRUTH. Once again, 1-800-77-TRUTH. I will, uh, as a promoter, I will uh, give you more information as it becomes available. And hope, hopefully, I will uh, try to have a... Uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Audio commercial for this uh, event coming up in the near future. So be sure to check that out. I'm excited about it already. Should be a great event. Excuse me. Still getting over this cold. I've had it for uh, about a month now. And um, still trying to get over it. It's a mess. But anyhow, I digress. Going back to our main topic today. Uh, next week, before we get into this, next week I want to let you know we're going to have a special guest with us on the podcast. Michael Bohm uh, will be with us to discuss cults. So uh, be sure to join us for next week's podcast. Looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to have Michael with us um, for the podcast. Uh, today I want to talk about, uh, for a few moments, it won't be a long podcast today, uh, but I just want to discuss a few ways we can limit distractions. We have so much coming at us all the time. Um, for the apologist, for the theologian, for the defender of the faith, there are things coming at us. I mean, it seems like everywhere I turn, there is a new <laughs> unbiblical heresy developing out there. And some people don't like for us to use the word heresy. I noticed that on an article not long ago that, that uh, one person was making the case that we shouldn't use heresy anymore. But there are heresies out there. The early church felt uh, that, we, that we needed to deem things that are outside the umbrella of Christianity as heresy. And I don't think that we as a modern church should discontinue that practice. However, we should use great caution when we accuse someone of heresy. We shouldn't go out on witch hunts or anything like that, obviously. But there are major issues. I mean, I mean, talking about issues with the Trinity, uh, issues with biblical authority, I think that's a major issue that's going on in our time. Uh, oh, by the way, let me say one more thing uh, before I, I get into this. I want to thank the folks at the uh, International Society of Christian Apologetics. I have just been accepted as a full member of the International Society of Christian Apologetics. Man, they had a conference later part of this month. I wish I could attend. I wish I could attend uh, down in Plano, Texas. Uh, so if you're a scholar, uh, there are there are a lot of things. There are little there are prerequisites that you must meet before you can join the group. But um, go check it out at ISCA I S C A dash apologetics.org. Uh, it's a fantastic group. I've already benefited greatly from being part of the group and uh, looking forward to, um, to uh, the years ahead being part of this wonderful society. 
But going back, and see, I just distracted myself. Uh, <laughs> but going back, ways we distract ourselves. We, we are confronted with so many things that's going on in our society. Uh, you know, attacks on the authority and credibility of the Bible. We're, we're being attacked by uh, major issues of the faith, talking about the Trinity, talking about things of that nature. Um, the, the identity of Jesus is a big thing. The early church held unapologetically that and unanimously that Jesus was both 100% man and 100% God. We cannot let go of that at all. And then couple that with a society that is growing increasingly and increasingly anti-Christian and anti-God. Man, I tell you, we have a lot going on. And it's easy to become overwhelmed with all of this. I mean, it's easy to be overcome. But I'm reminded of the words of Paul coming from the Christian Standard Bible, the new uh, translation by Holman, Holman Publishers. By the way, I love this translation and I highly recommend this translation to you. Paul says, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good in Romans 12, 21. Once again, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. But you know, it's hard to conquer evil if we're overcome by the madness of society. And folks, I'll be honest. I, you know, just it, I always try to be honest with you. I mean, that's just a, that's just a uh, saying we throw around. Probably need to, we probably need to stop. I probably need to stop saying just to be honest with you because I always try to be honest with you on the podcast. But I have found myself emotionally and mentally drained by all of it. And I dare say that many of you listening to this podcast probably have been as well. We have just come out of one of the most contentious political presidential elections of all time. And we have a situation where it seems that half of the nation utterly despises the other half. And I read an article not long ago, and I, would, and I need to do a podcast on this at some point in time, where it has shown that there are irreconcilable differences between ultra-liberals and ultra-conservatives. I mean, we're talking about major worldview problems between the two. So I don't know that there ever will be a reconciliation between those two groups. As, as bad as that sounds, hopefully maybe there will be, but it would take people coming together, being willing to listen to the other side. And right now, the way society is, I don't know that that'll happen. But as far as us, we, the Christian population, we, the evangelical Christian we need to stay focused on what really matters. We need not be distracted by all the things that can distract us, all the things that, quite honestly, are thrown at us. This year's uh, 
on um, this year's Vacation Bible School, we're going to talk about in August, uh, we're going to talk about the armor of God. And I, and I think about what Paul says in this, and, and I love this passage of Scripture. He says, finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can with, uh, so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of, of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having, stand, and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like the armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. And you see, I think that's what's taking place. The evil one, Satan, is throwing all this stuff at us. And without the shield of faith, we're going to be hit and we're going to be hurt. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We must hold to the infallibility, the inspiration and inerrancy of scripture. Pray at all times in the spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. So that's why it's important for us to stay focused, stay on guard, put on the armor of God, stay focused on what we're supposed to do. And I think that'll help us in the long run. So today I want to present to you five ways that you can limit distractions in your life and stay focused on what really matters. Number one, schedule times for devotions and readings. Um, folks, there's a lot of preparation that goes into these podcasts and to the articles, and, and they're not things that just come off the top of my head. Some of Sometimes I'll give you ministry uh, advice that, that comes from experience that I don't have to research as much, but other things requires a lot of research. Uh, I am, in fact, more of an introvert than an extrovert, and this surprises a lot of people uh, when I tell them that. Uh, this surprises a lot of people when they know that I am more introverted than extroverted, and it's only by the grace of God that I've been able to work through this inclination. I mean, I still have it. I, I don't think you change your personality. I don't think you change who you are. Only God can make a transformation in a person's life. But everybody has strengths and weaknesses. And um, it's, it's something that, um, quite honestly, what that means is I need time to myself. There are some people who are so extroverted, they have to they have to talk to somebody, they have to be around somebody to, to, to be energized. Me, that drains the life out of me. I love people, I really do, but that doesn't mean I want to be around everyone all the time. I have to have some downtime. 
I have to have time by myself with the Lord to discuss things with the Lord. I have to have personal prayer time with him. I need to have time to to uh, prepare my mind, uh, to to read, to research, to get in the word so that I'm ready, so that I can stand firm against the evil one. And even individuals who are ultra extroverted, I know they don't like that alone time, but I still think it's important for them to take a few moments to step away from the crowd. Even though I know extroverts want to get right back in there, but take a few moments away from the crowd and get with the Lord in the word, do your devotions and spend time reading, spend time preparing so that you can go back out in the public sphere and and stand prepared, stand prepared to answer any objection to the faith that may occur. So. For those of you like myself who are more inclined to be introverted, it's, this is even more important for you. Be sure to schedule times for devotions and reading. My mind started going in this direction when I read an article by Tom Rainer. He is exactly the same personality type that I am, an INTJ. Um, more introverted than extroverted, more uh, relying more on intuition than sensory uh, information, uh, a thinker more of a, than a feeler, makes decisions by logic rather than emotions, and more uh, of a of a planner, a judger than a prospector, uh, one who is um, is very spontaneous. Okay, um, he and I have the same personality types, and like myself, he has served. Uh, he, he has served as pastor. I currently serve as pastor. And for someone who is an introvert, the pastoral ministry poses perhaps a few more challenges than for someone who is more extrovertedly inclined. Uh, and he said, and he wrote something in one of his articles that I thought was very good. He says, we must schedule times. We must schedule downtimes. And that has been a huge benefit for me. Schedule times with the Lord. Schedule times just to be alone. You know, Jesus did the same thing. I think it's in Mark's gospel. Let me flip over here and see. Um, uh, see if I can find. Okay, here we go. Uh, had a little bit of a yeah, uh, Mark chapter one. I don't know if it picked up on this uh, on the re on the recording or not. But anyhow, Mark chapter one, Jesus uh, goes out by himself, finds a desolate area. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up, being Jesus, went out and made his way to a deserted place, and there he was praying. Simon and his companions searched for him. And when they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let's go on to the neighboring villages so that I may preach there too. This is why I have come. So it's important for us to schedule times for devotions and reading. Number two, unplug when necessary. And I would dare say that we... <laughs> The necessity is there now. In fact, this weekend, I uh, on my tablet, I turned Facebook off. 
uh, logged out of Facebook. And it's amazing how much better I feel being logged out of Facebook for a while. Um, you, you know, on Facebook or on any social media, we are bombarded constantly by someone posts this or someone posts that, someone says this, someone says that. And we can become so distracted. You know, if it were not for having a platform online, you know, and, and Facebook has been really good. Let me just say, I have had a chance to connect with individuals in ways that I otherwise would not have had the ability to do so to do. I guess, yeah. It has provided me the opportunity to connect with individuals that I could not have otherwise done. And so for that reason, I need to keep the Facebook account. I need to keep the Twitter account. I need to keep these platforms so that I can keep bringing this show to you because it's part of our society. It's so ingrained in our society now that if you want, if you want to have a voice online, uh, you know, if you want to have even in business anymore, you need to have some presence on social media. But that doesn't mean that we have to be plugged into social media all the time. Okay. What I have found is that social media can become an addiction. I've, I've, I've seen many people who've said, you know, I need to, I'm going to stop Facebook altogether. And then a couple of days later, they'll come on and say, well, I'm on, I'm back on, you know, it was short lived. I don't think we have to quit social media, but I think we need to space it out. I think we need to have regular intervals where we unplug from social media. I think that's healthy. Otherwise, we become so distracted about what this person posts or that the picture that is posted here or that cute little kitten that does these tricks, uh, you know, or, or a monkey that does these tricks or a puppy that barks a certain way. Or, you know, all of these things can distract us from what our goal is. And so I think a regular interval of unplugging from social media will help us in this regard. Number three, realize you cannot save the world. Many of us, especially in apologetics and church work, we see so many problems that folks, we have to understand that we can't all, that we cannot as individuals save the world. We can't. Jesus was the son of God and not even he would be able to save everyone because not everybody wants to be saved. Sounds weird, but it's true. Not everybody wants to be saved. So you can't save the world. That's why it's important for us to find our specialty. Find what it is that we're, find what our gifts are in Christ. Okay. And, and for whatever that gift is, Use it for the glory of God. Use it for the glory of God. Simply put. Okay. We as individuals 
can't save the world. But we as a church, a collective body of believers, can do far more than what a single individual can. That's why, uh, you know, no offense to any, you know, no offense to any denomination, but that's why I think a collection of churches do far better than one church by itself. Because the church is more than just one individual church. It's a collective body of believers. Number four, choose your battles wisely. Choose upon which hills you are willing to die. And that, the, those hills that you choose should had better be the more important issues of life. In heaven, there are, there won't be, praise God, there won't be Democrats and Republicans in heaven. Praise God. <laughs> so we must choose our battles wisely. We must focus upon those things that really matter. And here again, you know, we live in a society that thinks every opinion is important. But if an opinion is not based on fact, it's nothing more than delusional thinking. Okay, so we don't have to respond to every single thing out there. Okay, we must. I mean, and this is I've been guilty of this. On, on social media, I see somebody posting something, then I think I have to chime in. I see somebody else posting something, then I think I have to chime in. I don't have to. I don't have to address every issue. Choose what battles are most important. Okay, I used to get really into this issue with Calvinism and, and Arminianism, and and I still am focused on that issue quite a bit because I do think that Molinism and Thomism offer, uh, and especially congruism, they offer better alternatives than the two extremes. But you know what? Those who are Calvinists and Arminians and Thomists and Molinists, they're all part of the body of Christ. These are not, I, I feel these are more secondary issues rather than primary issues. Because, I mean, if you start getting into, into areas where, where you're looking at open theism, I think you have major theological problems there. You know, in the same way when you go to uh, a Jonathan Edwards type of determinism. I think you have problems there as well. But but by and large, most people within the whole spectrum, with the exception of maybe those two fringe areas, are, I believe, in, uh, in the body of Christ. And I believe Jonathan Edwards is in the body of Christ. I'm not saying that. I think there are just difficulties. So anyhow, what I'm trying to say is choose your battles wisely. Okay. And number five, Place theology over politics. You know, I, I mentioned this to our congregation this past Sunday, and the message will be up this Wednesday on, on at uh, bellatorchristie.com. If you're listening to this podcast through iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, it'll be available Wednesday. I have noticed that TuneIn, there's a little delay on TuneIn for some reason. So if it's not on Wednesday, it should be there at least by Thursday. But People have become so obsessed over politics. And I'm not saying for a moment that politics are not important because it is. 
I'm not saying that politics is an unimportant enterprise. I'm not saying that at all. It is important. But at the end of the day, theology trumps politics. Why? Because the kingdom of God far surpasses any other nation, any other kingdom, any other political affiliation. So the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, whatever else type of party you want to plug in there, the fill in the blank, whatever other type of party you want to plug in there, all those parties will eventually come to an end. But there is one movement that will not end. There is one nation that will not end. It is the kingdom of God. So let's stay focused on the things that truly matter, beloved. Otherwise, we may find ourselves getting into an emotional frenzy that Christ never intended for us. I'll leave you with this. Jesus says to us, Come to me, all, you, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your, for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Beloved, let us take rest in Christ. Let us stay focused on the things that truly matter. And remember, in the end, that it's the truth of Christ that will set you free. This is Pastor Brian Chilton. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie podcast brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. We'll see you. Bellator Christie Podcast is a production of bellatorchristie.com and is protected under Creative Commons copyright. All rights are reserved. The views expressed by guests on the podcast are of those expressing them and may not represent those of the host Bellator Christie Ministries or its affiliates. The theme played on the podcast is the song Epic and is produced royalty-free by Bensound Studios found at bensound.com. 
visit bellatorchristi.com and subscribe by entering your email to receive all the articles and podcasts in your inbox absolutely free. This podcast can also be found on several podcatchers, including iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We thank you for joining us today. For Brian Chilton, this is Burl Childers saying God bless, and we'll see you next time as we enter into the arena of ideas.